everyone and welcome back to Sip and Spin. My name is Skylar and over here in a shirt that says Atomic Alice and it's Alice in Wonderland sweater is Brittany. Hello. We are a variety podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing. <laughs> Again, because we've already recorded this episode once. Oh, are we going to tell them? <laughs> or are we not going to tell them? I didn't know. Oh, I figured it might be good just in case we don't seem like... As involved, yeah. maybe? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so... Spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, we record every Sunday. And last Sunday, we recorded this episode for creators slash creatives. And we recorded the whole thing. We had lots of banter. It, I felt like it was a really good episode. But then something, like, we had some technical issues and the entire file got deleted except for like this weird middle portion that had zero context <laughs> and didn't even have it was just us bantering there was no actual there was nothing so now we have to re-record but yeah so just uh, if we don't seem like as engaged or like whatever just take it all like this is our second time telling it um and a lot more happened last time and you're just gonna have to use your imagination <laughs> but yes it is creators and creatives what are we drinking? Lemon drops. Yes. Yeah, and last week we got very drunk, both of us. It was a time. It was a, it was a drunken time. We did put a little less vodka in just because we used a little over half the bottle, so now we have a little under half the bottle, so maybe we'll be normal. <laughs> We're not normal at all, ever, so maybe not. I've already started drinking yeah. again. <laughs> she said she would do better, and she didn't. Also, I guess, if you hear, like... Any slooshes or ice, it's because these are drinks that might be a little loud, so. Yeah, they're meant to be served cold. Sorry about that. We forgot to cheers. Well, you were already drinking, so I was just trying to catch a (laughs) tart. Mm -hmm. Not bad, though. Anything to discuss beforehand? I'm doing a voice actor, and I was kind of like, maybe I misunderstood the assignment because... Um, you know, it's like they're a voice actor. And then I was like, but I don't think I misunderstood the assignment because when I think of a voice actor, I mean, even though they're not the ones directing the show or writing the show or even had the idea for the show, they have to be creative in their own way and be imaginative and like bring those characters to life. Even sometimes going off script and improv something to be like, the way I interpret this character, like, I feel like they would say this, and they have to be able to do that. So I think that they are creatives because they do bring a lot to the table in bringing characters to life. And to me, that is a creative thing. So I'm going to be doing a voice actor. Yes, and but 100% creative creator. No fighting here. Yeah, Brittany agreed with me because we kind of talked about it. And she was like, yeah, I think they're creatives. And I was like, me too. So it yeah, was like... I almost did a couple, so definitely understood. Well, how was your week? Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> okay, something I do want to talk about. Have you seen the thing on TikTok about... April 24th, next Saturday, or this coming up Saturday. Oh, yeah, but I only saw it because this one guy was like, to all the people saying what April 24th is, and he like swung an axe, he was like, you gotta get through I saw that same guy. And I was like, (laughs) you know what, guy? But that's the only thing I saw about it, and I was like, surely that's not like an actual thing. But I was like, I'm glad he's like being like, I'm gonna axe people who think this is okay. I was like, I Yeah, but I've seen it multiple times since. I have it. So I'm a little worried. So I just want to put it out there. Um, This comes out on Wednesday. On Saturday, there is this group of idiots on TikTok trying to make it National um, Rape Women and Children Day. So 
gross, disgusting, and I guess be careful every day, but maybe be especially careful on Saturday just in case some people, some stupid people take it more than a stupid TikTok joke, which is nothing you should joke about. Yeah, so. like, that's not, is it, what the, I just I, wanted to mention that just because I'm like, great, something else to be worried about in the back of my brain. And see, even today I was like, I stopped to get gas and go to the store, like, before I came here, I didn't have a single thing, like, no one even tried to, like, look at me for longer than a second, and I was like, this is so nice, because, like, the last four times I've been to a gas station, I'm just like, okay. But today, I was like, this is nice, and now I'm like, oh, the world still sucks. Yep, so I just, hopefully it's nothing, but be vigilant out there, people. How was your week? Since I just brought it down real hard. Fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's Sunday now. Yes. And everything's fine. It's great. We're gonna talk about some creative people. I'm excited. I didn't dress like. I'll talk about it when I get to my stuff. Yeah, cause I I didn't dress like my thing either. So I don't even know if I mentioned it last time. I don't remember. Um, but the shirt I was wearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah was related to who I'm covering and it's dirty. And I was like, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I'll wear my pinup Alice sweater. It's fine. I'm wearing fancy pants. She does. Her hair looks very fancy. We always talk about, she always, I don't know how we started on to describing what I am wearing, but Skylar looks very nice today. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> you should know that too. <laughs> okay, so as I kind of said, it's going to be hell trying to figure out how to play this off. Like, this is new information. We already told him it was re-recorded i know so. okay so i wouldn't worry too much about it <laughs> we'll figure something out yeah I'll, I'll just make you listen to cody and noelle again yeah that was a thing <laughs> Skylar made me feel old shocker yeah because she doesn't know who the tiny meat gang is she doesn't know who cody co and noelle miller are i was like are you fucking kidding me well you showed me videos she I did, didn't so know who the Try Guys were. Yeah, uh, that is. I only know who knew who Eugene was because of his coming out video, but I didn't know anything else. But I really liked him. Yeah, I made her watch videos too. Yeah. <laughs> After did we you got like Cody and Noel, oh, it was fun. Yes. So we liked each other's stuff, and we got absolutely fucking plastered. <laughs> it was great. Okay, very, very smashed. I said that like a frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> absolutely fucking plastered. You should just like leave right now. <laughs> find a new host <laughs> i'm gonna cry now <laughs> eh, she's fine she doesn't cry she's an aquarius yeah i don't have tear ducts i guess <laughs> <laughs> guess not we'll unpack it sometime yeah, i'll do a psychology episode about the fact that why i don't cry because <laughs> we could get into it it's because i used to get in trouble when i cried oh no that's not good that's also why i don't like being sick because i used to get in trouble when i was sick mm. that one i get now that we've unpacked my trauma let's <laughs> talk about creators <laughs> So much for no banter this week. <laughs> Skylar's there to bring it down again. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> okay, so when I was trying to pick my person, I I was struggling on who to do. Because last time we did this, I did like a webtoon artist and Skylar did a streamer. And so and I was like, well, is it okay if I do a streamer? Or like, do I want to do kind of like we talked about a voice actor? I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I thought about phoning it in and doing someone like really, really well known, like Markiplier or Valkyrie or whatever. And so that was a whole thing. But I decided to go on maybe someone a little less unknown, but she's getting there. Um, her name is Kelsey and Peach K. She is an actress, YouTuber, Twitch partner, and a cosplayer. She was born July 11th, 1991. So she is 29 and she was born in Chesterfield, Missouri. I like her because she's like my age. Old to Skylar. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, she's not baby. Brittany's old. Yeah, I know. So does that make her a cancer? July 11th, that's cancer, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, her father's a lawyer and her mother is a registered nurse. She has two older sisters and a younger brother. She also has a golden doodle named Chewy. He's very cute. Um, they appear in all of all of her videos, posts, streams, etc. I think on her Twitch, uh, she has something where you can pay a certain amount of bits and she'll give a treat to Chewy. It's very cute. So yeah, we've got a German Shepherd Pitbull mix that like <laughs> Yeah. That you that features in our podcast episodes. Yeah, sometimes when she goes, oh. I'm sure you've heard her. Yeah. <laughs> a cat too. So we know all about the animals. We love the animals here. Yes, that's true. I'm allergic to pet hair, but I have six dogs and 16 cats. <laughs> yeah. It's another thing to unpack sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it light, Skylar. Keep Sorry. It light. She attended the Visitation Academy <laughs> at Catholic School in Iowa from 2003 to 2010. In 2012, she moved to L.A. and went to Loyola Marymount University. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in theater before starting her acting career in 2014. She's also a big theater nerd, so she's very, as you can probably tell, uh, energetic, outgoing, like, bubbly. So she's very easy to draw you in, which I think is good. Her social media handle used to be Dangerous at Any Speed, but now it is Kelsey Dangerous. She's been on YouTube since February 2012. When I did my note, okay, so these are two weeks late. So some of these numbers might be a little different. But when I did the notes, she had um, 607,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, she does a wide variety of things on her channel. Originally, it was set up more as like a vlog or a comedy skit space, much like very early YouTube kind of. When YouTube was new, that's what a lot of people had. Um, I remember growing up with YouTube. It was very cringe and a lot of vlogs of people who were nobodies. So she was very much in that trend. But it has her channel has now evolved uh, much more into the gaming and the comedy channel. She also does a lot of like challenges that people will give her. She cooks and bakes a lot, um, but she still does some of the vlogs type stuff as well. But she's really into fitness, so she does a lot of like anime or video game training videos like she'll pick a video game and she'll train like it or she'll make food from it or like try to bake uh i think one time she like is baking or cooking stuff that her sim eats in the sims like mm -hmm. whatever um so she does a lot of stuff like that oh yeah i remember the last time we recorded um i wanted to plug my friend Char charlotte's channel because she um has made videos of her making bread she did a sourdough bread once and just like made it and she just kind of talked about books and like made sourdough bread and I'm like, so yeah, follow my friend Charlotte on YouTube. She makes bread. Oh yeah, I remember that because I was saying how um, Kelsey recently on her channel made sourdough for the very first time and so yeah, check out both of those for sourdough. Yeah, if you, if you want sourdough. <laughs> Who doesn't, honestly? Sourdough is great. I've never had sourdough. What? Oh my goodness. Somebody get Skylar some sourdough. In January 2016, uh, Kelsey began working for BuzzFeed as an intern, and then she later became a video producer. We all pretty much, I think, know what BuzzFeed is. Uh, they've been around for a while, but they're pretty pretty big in that industry, you know. Do you want to explain what you explained to me about BuzzFeed last time? I might in these notes, and if I don't, remind me what it was that I left out. Well, it's because I asked about it, so I don't think it was in your notes. Okay. What did you ask? 
I was like, is BuzzFeed, like, actually good company? Because I know, like, a lot of people were, like, leaving it and, like, didn't like BuzzFeed and, like, people who used to work for BuzzFeed. So I was like, is BuzzFeed, like, treating her well? Or is, like, how is that? Okay. So that's And then you kind of explained, like, the way BuzzFeed works and, like, why some people didn't like it, but why, like, a lot of creators. So I didn't know if you wanted to explain that again or if you just... I can. Um, let me see. What would be the best order for this? So, okay, I'll do some of this first and then I'll go to that. Okay. Because I'm just going to say, so according to her, and she does on her channel also, if you like these type of blog-like things, on her channel she has a lot of videos like how I got my internship at BuzzFeed, what a day in the life of a BuzzFeed worker is like, or here's how I got my job, here's some questions about BuzzFeed. So she does a lot of that about BuzzFeed. And according to her, I think in one of these videos, being a BuzzFeed producer means she does basically everything for, for her own content. She does the pitching, the writing, the concepts. You do the pre-production to filming and to editing. So if you are a BuzzFeed producer, when you have like group meetings or whatever, like most companies do, especially in entertainment industries, they'll have like table meetings and they'll be like, what are some ideas you guys have? And everyone pitches their ideas and then whoever the leader is of that department. Um, and I guess at this, in her early days, she was kind of in the general, uh, just like video production department. And later on, it got more developed as we'll mm -hmm. go on to. But so they'd be like, hey, who's got some ideas for this quarter? I don't know how they do it exactly either by month or week or quarter. I'm just going to say quarter because that's pretty generalized. And then you would pitch your idea, and if they liked it, they'd be like, great, get to work on it. Or have something for me in a week, or whatever the timeline was. So then you would go, and you'd have to get everything ready and set everything up. But BuzzFeed would let you get the connections you would need. So they made it easy to get, like, equipment, or spaces, or people. Like, BuzzFeed, they do a lot of stuff with celebrities. As you probably know, if you're familiar with them, they have a channel on BuzzFeed where they, like, surprise people their company people with celebrities or they try make celebrities interviews or like so some people have in, like pitches Keanu for that Reeves puppy interview yeah like they have the puppy interview um that's really popular so people have to like set all this up and then if it's your pitch then you have to write it you have to create it you film it you set up the filming space you edit it and then you do basically everything yourself so it's a lot of work um but then kind of to answer skylar's question but technically then buzzfeed does own it because you work for them um it's under their name so as much as you are doing all of the work it is still buzzfeeds and that's where the line was drawn or like got tension with a lot of people who have previously worked there mm -hmm. and it, i don't think it was ever so much that buzzfeed was treating them poorly but it just they had to go their separate ways because they were either being stilted from doing what they wanted to do all of the tribe guys so, and this is where Skylar didn't know the Try Guys, but now she does. But I was telling her how they got, like, they were just four random guys who met at BuzzFeed. So they only met because of BuzzFeed. So that's great. And they appreciate it for that. And then they got just, they just did stupid stuff on the internet. It was like, I think their first video was the Try Guys try on underwear or something. But then they just kept doing that. But then they got so popular and they became a big draw for BuzzFeed itself, but they also wanted to do more. And so one by one, they all eventually ended up terminating their contract because BuzzFeed wouldn't do, let them do the bigger stuff that they wanted to do. So like since then, they did this big series that was like the Try Guys try different things drunk. They try different things high. Like they got to play with drugs and alcohol like they wanted to do. They got to go on tour. They wrote a book. They did a musical. They made a movie. 
they're launching a TV show, like, they're doing great, and they started at BuzzFeed, and so they're thankful for that, but it was time to go, Mm -hmm. because they were being, like, basically you hit a wall at certain points. Other people who used to work for BuzzFeed, um, Sophia Nagara, who was great on YouTube, I love her a lot, um, Ryan Bergara and Shane Madej from BuzzFeed Unsolved, they left, along with Steven, um... Lim and they now do Watcher, so they have their own channel. BuzzFeed's great, from what I can see, as like a meeting people of similar mind. Like, hey, meet these cool people, become friends, start something cool together, and then leave and then continue it and grow it. Mm-hmm. So it's just I feel like I see a lot of videos on my like suggested like when I'm on YouTube and like it's like why I, I love BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed. <laughs> and I'm like I've seen a lot of these like how bad is it <laughs> yeah like Brittany was like it's not bad like that it's just that they and I'm sure some people do have bad experiences as with any company anywhere you're gonna work some people are gonna hate it some people are gonna love it it's a it's a eventually it's a fine line and especially in the entertainment if you're a creative or a creator you're eventually probably gonna hit that wall where they are holding back mm-hmm. your creativity. And that's where you have to make a decision. Yeah. And that it's... happens a lot with BuzzFeed. Like with anything, people have varying accounts, and it's not a generalized thing, and it would be ignorant to be like, BuzzFeed's a terrible company, don't work there. No, they create people with a lot of opportunities. So, Because yeah. I was only seeing, like, why I love BuzzFeed. Like, and then in the <laughs> thumbnail, it would be like, BuzzFeed sucks. And I'm like, oh, are they really that bad? Because, like, I kind of like watching their content sometimes. And a lot of times with thumbnails, it's clickbait. Yeah. So they just want you to click on it, and then the video ends up being, I got a great opportunity, and BuzzFeed was really helpful with letting me go, and Skylar's choking. It was just the... It was like that drink I took was like a little too tart. Like it kind of like rubbed my throat the wrong way. And I was oh, like, I know exactly oh. what you mean. Yeah. So she did everything for her content there. She worked on various content creation. She also appeared in many different videos from like video game workouts, kind of like I talked about, to interviewing celebrities, to trying weird foods, etc., etc. In her BuzzFeed contract, she also stated that she still wanted to be able to post to her personal YouTube. Like, that was in her contract. And BuzzFeed was like, cool, that's fine. So, again, kind of, like, points to them of not being like, no, only to us. Mm -hmm. So, they did allow their creators to have their own personal YouTubes. But I'm sure there were stipulations. I don't know anything about that. After working on a variety of content for the company, uh, she was asked point blank by them, if you could do any content, what would it be? And her answer was gaming. And from there, that's basically what led to her uh, helping build the brand now known as BuzzFeed uh, Multiplayer. It was originally BuzzFeed Blue and was a little less gaming heavy, but just kind of stuff that didn't fit into the uh, like mass produced BuzzFeed logo, like the quizzes, the celebrity, the beauty, all that kind of stuff. It was like the weird stuff, like video games or like stuff that wasn't to the masses. Mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense. Um, but then... BuzzFeed for the gays. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the girls, the gays, and the theys. <laughs> BuzzFeed Blue. 
Best Food Player did it for the girls and the gays and the days, and that's it. <laughs> and so, and then a couple people started showing up regularly on that, and that was Kelsey, and that was a guy named Zach, and a guy named Iffy. And they became really popular on Best Food Blue, and they became really good friends, and they started doing a lot of gaming content together, and they basically came together to co-produce and turn BuzzFeed Blue into BuzzFeed uh, multiplayer. Mm -hmm. So it was like their baby, basically. It was like, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. It's going to be about gaming. It was really successful. It was really uh, powerful. It was great. There wasn't anything like that on BuzzFeed before Mm -hmm. because they probably thought it was too niche or whatever, but gaming is hot, guys. Get into games. Yeah. I want to be a gamer, but I suck at video games, which is why when I do make Twitch streams, I have branded myself as someone who just drinks and sucks at video games. But I can talk out of my ass like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that channel, it now features more content about gaming, cosplay, and different challenges in that kind of vein. In a video released last month... Skylar's pouring another drink and it's going terribly wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Because I did this last time, too. I got all over my pants. That's Your what fancy happened. pants. I know. That's what happened last time, too. I was wearing my LuLaRoe jeans and got all over them. That's fine. I put them in the washer. They just had to be hung to dry. I don't think these have to be hung to dry, though, so that's nice. Yeah, those should be fine. The material. Um, so in a video released last month, she said that growing up, she didn't have YouTube or female YouTubers or gamers or nerds, basically, to look up to. Especially not in a casual, fun, lighthearted way. And it's really why she wanted to make gaming content in the first place. And that's why co-founding multiplayer means a lot to her. And I feel that in my soul, to my bones. We talked about the last time we recorded this, that you were lucky enough growing up as a younger person with YouTube that you did have those Mm -hmm. weirdo girls to look up to. And I also had, like, even though it wasn't a girl, like, my brother... Who, yeah. like, didn't shame me for wanting to, like, play Call of Duty with him. Like, me and my brother would make playlists and sit on the living room floor and play Call of Duty together. Um, and he would just, like, like he didn't, like, be like, oh, you can't play video games with me. Like, you're a girl. He'd be like, no, let's fucking cream these guys into, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And, like, Kelsey had older sisters, like, and who, from what I can tell, probably aren't into gaming like she is or the nerdy stuff. So I feel that on to my bones, like her. Like, I didn't have that growing up. It was very much, oh, you play video games? You're kind of weird. We don't want to be your friend. Or I went through a really hardcore Lord of the Rings obsession phase <gasps> when I was younger. People were Me like, too. you're weird. I was like, I just want to talk about lore. And they're like, go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so, hey, like, if you ever want to talk about Lord of the Rings, I'm here. <laughs> I'm always down for it. And it was, like, I I can only imagine how great that must have felt to, like, co-found a video gaming platform. That's amazing. And it has a lot of really great women on it. It has a lot of great sexualities on it. It has a lot of great races on it. It's a really great channel. If you don't like BuzzFeed, I would suggest maybe just looking into and subscribing to BuzzFeed Multiplayer because they do a lot of cool stuff there. It's very inclusive. It's great. And Kelsey uh, made it happen, and I love her for that. And I like that because there's a lot of, like... Especially, like, um, I always say bi POC, but it's not because it's, like, it's not, like, bisexual POC. It's, like, (laughs) indigenous. But, like, bi POC people, like, don't have a lot of people to look up to in their interest. And so to be able to look at that and for women to be able to look at that and, like, Mm -hmm. look up to people, especially, like, people who are Britney's age who didn't have that, like, 
growing up. Whereas, like, I was lucky enough that even though it was just my brother, he didn't, like, make fun of me for it. He just kind of, like, let me do it with him. So it's really great that that's, like, starting to get to a point where, like, you know, people of color, like, indigenous, black, Asian, like, every every race and now sexuality is like being more because uh, like people weren't open for that for a, open to that for a long time and I know. still sometimes like some people still aren't open to that to be like you can't be this sexuality be able to do something or yeah. especially especially lgbtq people oh yeah lgbtq people who are a person of color they even have it worse than like white or white passing people like myself and for Brittany, sure yeah. um to be would able you, to would you call me huh it's not like you said Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> i said myself and Brittany. it's not like you said myself and Brittany. <laughs> you might have taken a weird breath or something but maybe. that's what i heard <laughs> maybe i may have taken a weird breath <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> but yeah because like Brittany's white i'm white passing so like it's I'm not very white <laughs> But, like, now it's coming around to where, like, they have someone to, like, look up to. And, like, you shouldn't ever, like, I know it's hard to, like, not have anyone to look up to. But don't ever feel bad for your interests. Don't feel like you have to change a part of yourself just to be accepted. Because you don't. And you should never have to. And no matter what people say or, like, you are valid, you are important, and you are completely able to live the life that you want within yourself not yeah. to say that they're like because like not I don't want to be like completely able as in like there aren't people who are going to like try and shut you down because yeah. that's going to happen but like that, there'll be a white man there to do that don't yeah. worry but ignore <laughs> white men <laughs> I have, like, somewhere where I was going with it, but it didn't quite connect. No, I kind of, like, I, I said it. it wrong. No, I, but... I like what you're saying. And I want to add to that. And, like, a lot of people, they they might shit on TikTok or they think it's horrible. And, yes, there are some shitty sides to TikTok, a la what we talked about in the very beginning of this episode. But my side of TikTok, it's pretty fucking bomb. Like, I am on a heavy gaming TikTok. I'm on heavy anime TikTok. And it is so many different sexualities it's different races it's different people identifying as whatever they choose to identify as and it's so welcoming it's people like you like this game please be my friend here's a discord group come play a game with me let's be friends and it's like i love that i didn't have that growing up and that's so awesome if you are in that age like take advantage of it babies and if you ever want to like dm (laughs) me or Brittany and be like hey these spaces you're talking about like can you let me know about it like I I have two Discord groups that I'm in because I'm very much on anime TikTok and like mm-hmm. I'm in two Discord groups about anime TikTok. But yeah, so like if you need like a space like that, just like a DM us. Like we have like yeah. But the point is like you're so lucky growing up right now with all these great people to look up to. Like take advantage of it. Get TikTok. Get on the good side of TikTok and meet some awesome people. And don't feel, because that's what was hardest for me, like, getting on TikTok at first. Like, oh, I, I'm old. I was terrified to get on TikTok. I was too, but that's because I'm anxious. But also, like, Same, but that too. I'm, like, into anime, and I'm, like, I'm a 22-year-old girl who's, like, bitch. <laughs> I'm 28. I like anime. But, like, like, my favorite anime is Haikyuu, which all the characters are in high school. And so, like, when I talk about them, I'm like, are they going to think I'm weird for talking about these characters who are technically in Haikyuu? Or are technically in high school? 
I mean, <laughs> technically, thank you. <laughs> but, like, it's like you, you, but then you see, like, these creators and, like, you know, you don't have to feel ashamed for, like, liking things that may be for a younger demographic. But, yeah, like, growing up, if I liked video games, liking anime, it was something I very much didn't talk to anyone about. And I didn't make friends based on that. And I, it was probably pretty damning for my self-esteem and my confidence because it was something I felt ashamed about. And then I went to art school and it got a lot easier. So you just got to find your people. And this day, the internet is scary, but it also has really great creators and people like this, like Falkyrie, Pokey, Kelsey, like girls, we are thriving. Game on. Like, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> And if you're into games and want to follow two, one gamer and one wannabe gamer, <laughs> we're here. And like literally anytime just you need anything or just want to know about something, like talk to us. Like we are happy to do anything. Skylar is desperate you. for anyone to reach out to her. Please do it. <laughs> she wants friends. I do. I want friends. But she can't and... make the first move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. This is as much as you're gonna get. People. I have anxiety. <laughs> she. I mean, she's doing a podcast. That's a lot. Yeah. And when I'm on Tinder, the other per- if the other person doesn't message me first, I will not say anything. <laughs> like I'm talking to this girl named Emily right now, and she messaged me. And she was like, "Is that a real sword?" I was like, "Yes, it is. It's made out of carbon steel." And then she told me about her rock collection, and now I think we're gonna be married. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get as drunk as last time but i did and also i have adhd <laughs> yeah it's but if you can imagine it's not as bad as last week i don't think so is it really i don't think so i i feel like we were more unhinged last time we recorded this yeah did we also discover that last week tiktok taught you that you had undiagnosed adhd yeah yeah <laughs> Because I thought it was just me at first. No. I was like, I was like, yeah. TikTok's taught me a lot of things. It's just like Brittany and then Skylar, who has ADHD. And then Brittany was like, oh no, I think I have ADHD too. Like, do it. And I'm like, oh and my God. And it also God. taught me how bad my disassociation is. And I'm like, you dissociate too? Always. I didn't know that. Because <laughs> I told you about that in one of our episodes, like one of our earlier episodes, that I came to work and not... Because I have dis- dissociated. I don't think it's as bad as yours, but I definitely, like, get into my zones when I'm just, like... Yeah, I have dissociative amnesia <laughs> and, like, drove to work one day, checked out on the way to work, and then came in the next day freaking out because I thought I didn't show up to work and looked at my time card, realized I was there, which meant I went through a day and a half without remembering any of it because I was so like dissociated that I didn't remember my life for a day and a half yeah Um, it's not that bad for me but it's definitely there and I'm like great oh in 2018 Kelsey pitched the idea for the series the 100 baby challenge which is what basically skyrocketed her in this universe um which the 100 babies challenge is basically a sims 4 challenge where you have one matriarch and they have to have a hundred different children with different partners and it took her two years to complete. It was this big ordeal. There were new episodes like every week. She took like breaks. It was fine. Uh, but she finished it earlier this year 
uh, but it was a huge deal and it skyrocketed her. It's basically why she became quote unquote famous. Yeah, we talked last time about how I've never played The Sims. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to make you play The Sims. Which is insane to me because I've been there since the OG Sims and Sims 2, Sims 3, Sims 4. I love The Sims. We don't have time to get into all that. Yeah, we've like got a lot of ground to cover and not a lot of I know, of I still have so many notes. Um, this made her feel like BuzzFeed and this challenge made her dreams come true. It was the first time she felt like she had, quote, done something herself. As it was her idea, she pitched it. They loved it. She was like, hey, this is a joke. If it goes well, we could do it for forever. If it flops, it's not a big deal. And they, it, the whole shtick was that, she was a single girl, and this is how she kind of labeled herself as the quote-unquote single girl. So she was a single girl trying to have 100 children. And that's where she had this whole quote with every, um, when every intro to the 100 Baby Challenge, she was like, I'm Kelsey, and I'm single. And then it would be text, and it said, sup boys. And so she made merch that said, like, sup boys, I have a t-shirt, I wore it last time, it's dirty, I couldn't wear it today. Pretend I did. But it did say it was a white t-shirt, it just and said, in black sup boys. Boys. Because on every intro to the Homeowner Baby Challenge, they would just do text that said sup boys, and that's all you ever saw. She never actually said it herself. It was just the text next to her. And it was like a joke. It was a running joke. And so she got like a lot of flack for that. It's how she became known as the single girl. It was like, why don't you date her? You're secretly dating. And she had to always answer those questions. She's like, no, I'm single and I'm happy. Like, I'm fine. And that's fine. Like, She's a bubbly, happy fucking person. And I think if she was ever depressed, you would know. Everyone deals with it differently, but like, get off her jock. She doesn't have to date to be happy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, she can date around. Like, you don't have to be committed to be happy. I'm content to not be like in a committed relationship. I don't need that right now. Like, I'm just, I'm vibing. Like, there's no reason for me to, like, the next merch. I'm vibing. I'm vibing. You know, like, With Skylar no... doing this. <laughs> there's just no reason for me to settle down. I don't feel like that's something I need. Like, I, it doesn't make me depressed that I'm not in a relationship. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> any of my issues and like emotional trauma doesn't come from the fact that I've <laughs> never been loved by a significant other. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal that I've don't have that kind of relationship with someone. Like, I don't. And there's no reason for you if, you, like, you're out there and you're like, I'm 19 years old and I've never been in a relationship. It's God, baby. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, you're fine. You're a child. There's also. no there's no reason for you. Live your life the way you want to live it, you know? Yeah, and, like, and that's what she's doing, and I love that for her. But still, there's always those haters on the internet. But I love it because every time she does, she does, like, when her vlogs, a lot of them are Q&As, and it's like, you're single, you're hiding a boyfriend, or you're hiding a partner. And she's like, nah, I'm just vibing. <laughs> and it's like, and she's so genuine and happy. It's like, leave her the fuck alone. She doesn't have to be dating someone. Like, she can be happy just because she's happy. <laughs> like, guess what? <laughs> Women don't need a partner to be happy. Like, she's they vibing. <laughs> they can live their fucking life themselves without having to have someone else. I don't know like, if you heard, but she has a dog. Like... That's all she needs. <laughs> That's all women need. <laughs> so yeah, she definitely, Kelsey gets that a lot, uh, but she's fine. Leave her alone. She got to go to VidCon and she and host panels and meet fans, which is like one of her biggest dreams. And she did that through BuzzFeed and the 100 Baby Challenge 
VidCon, if you don't know, is a multi-genre online video tech conference. It's held annually in South Carol in South California, not South Carolina. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was like South Carolina? <laughs> That'd be so close to us. I, would, <laughs> I know. I would go all the time. But no, Southern California um, since 2010. And it's hosted by the Green Brothers, not the Fine Bros, who well, I got confused last time. It was originally conceived by Hank and John Green, um, and then I think someone else bought them out, so they don't own it or host it anymore. The convention is one of the largest of its kind. It gathers thousands of online video viewers, creators, industry representatives just worldwide. It's really good. So that really happened for her. She loved it. Uh, 2020 and COVID was very hard on her. So this is very recent. She loved working at BuzzFeed simply because of the variety of people she got to meet and work with and kind of like we poked at all the equipment and opportunities that it gave her access to. Now you can imagine if that is your industry and it's relying on other people, going places, talking to people, a pan a national pandemic is really going to put a, a halt on that. She got to play horror games in famous houses, such as the Winchester house, I think is one that she went to. She got to train like Link from Zelda. She trained to be a stunt double, etc., etc. All that through BuzzFeed. It's very hands-on. There was always a part of her brain that was like, is this something I could ever do alone without BuzzFeed? And she always thought, no, I can't be a YouTuber or a personality online by myself. I need BuzzFeed. She felt like she wasn't anything without BuzzFeed. She acknowledged that her success in a career with BuzzFeed was a lot of luck. The 100 Baby Challenge just on a whim blew up, basically. No one knew it was successful. There wasn't a lot of Sims content. Uh, content at all on BuzzFeed I don't think so they really took a chance on letting her try it and it was just by sure luck that and her personality because she's very bubbly she's very energetic she's very engaging like you're very drawn to her and she does is like yeah I was really fucking lucky and she knows that but she also realizes and has the forethought to realize you know what I work really fucking hard, and I think anyone who can admit that about themselves is amazing, because I don't let myself admit that a lot. And Brittany does work really <laughs> fucking hard all the time. I try, but even, it's not enough, but she at least was like, I was really lucky, but yes, I do work hard, and I love that for her, because she put the time, the effort into her projects, and that's why they were successful. It was because of her. BuzzFeed just gave her an opportunity, but she really reined it in, basically. Um, so 2020 happened, and everyone had to stay at home, especially in California, where they're really stignant on that stuff, as you should be. They were one of the harder states to be Except lenient. Mitch fucking McConnell, who thinks it's not real, and couldn't... Yeah, well, that's why our state sucks. <laughs> but California, doing the good, the good, the good to keep people safe. She lives alone with her pup. And so she had to be alone all the time for that year. And still today, I think California is still basically in lockdown, which she is an extrovert, if you couldn't tell. So this was really fucking hard for her because she, as an extrovert, she thrives on people. Me and Skylar are introverts, so we don't really understand that, but I can... I can sympathize for her because I know I was perfectly fine during lockdown. I wish lockdown lasted longer than it did for us. Yeah, and like, that's kind of how I was. I was like, uh, can we please go back to lockdown? But then at the same time, like, I get where she's coming from too because, like, I 
don't like being stuck in my house just because I don't like my house. Um, That's different, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, making new friends. Like, I'm introverted in the way that, like, I recharge by myself. So it's like I'm introverted in that way, but then, like, I still, like, want to make new friends. I still want to go out. I like that part of it. Yeah. But I don't like being (laughs) out for, like... All the time, just to be like, people, people, people. I'm like, too many people, too many things at once. But and it's like, a, it's like a, a scale. It's just, it's just like, I like people, but like, I need to recharge by myself. Yeah, and I'm very much an introvert, so I just want to be home all the time <laughs> with only people I like. But like, for her, like, to me, she reminds me very much of a golden retriever. Because she's blonde, she's bubbly, she's friendly. So she needs people she needs stimulation she's a golden retriever gamer girl she is a golden retriever gamer girl like scoop her up but don't stifle her she reminds me of a golden retriever she's so fucking cute cute. but i have three golden retrievers so i love golden retrievers (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so like understandably the pandemic lockdown was very hard for her it made her unmotivated to do her work for buzzfeed if she didn't have access to what she loved most the people, the equipment, the opportunities, the atmosphere, anyone in that situation, if you had that mindset, you would feel unmotivated. Like, it's completely understandable. Uh, but nevertheless, she persisted, uh, and she continued to do all this content creation from home for BuzzFeed by herself. She did filming, editing, planning, meetings, streaming. She worked on her own Twitch and BuzzFeed's Twitch. Like, she did it all. And she was, as she says, she was fine. She was completely fine, and she was surprised by that. She was able to do it all at home with no problems, but there was something that she wasn't happy with. Because of all of this, she was doing all of this hard work and all this content for BuzzFeed, which kind of like we talked about, a lot of BuzzFeed people, they get to this wall. They get to this point. And her personal channel was getting ignored. She wasn't uploading as frequently. And I, I followed both multiplayer and I followed her. And yeah, multiplayer, she would be on there like twice a week. Her channel would get updated once a month. Like, Mm. I could see that. And she was frustrated with that. And mainly the pandemic taught her that all of this work from home content creation, she could have been doing this whole time. It could have been going straight to her channel and her subscribers. Because she did have quite a few subscribers even at this point. Like, at the beginning of her BuzzFeed before she got really popular. And all of this credit could have been going to herself instead of, to BuzzFeed. So she could have been doing all the Sims content that got her famous for herself, but yeah. BuzzFeed was getting it all. Um, and slowly over the last year, she let herself admit that that's actually what she wanted. So in 2021, at the beginning of the year, she decided to leave BuzzFeed, but not before finishing, of course, the 100 Baby Challenge. The last episode of that was her last day. It was very emotional, um, but she said there was no hard feelings. She loved it there. But now she is a professional solo creator. She's really excited. She's really nervous. I'm very happy and proud for her because that's a hard step. And she said it's time for her to bet on herself. So she's putting all of her chips in. And I love that. And I think more people should do that. I think a lot of people did do that with the pandemic. And that's like one of the highlights of it is all these people like going out and getting it for themselves. Like do it baby and that's all of that on youtube i'll do some quick uh she joined twitch in 2017 she just started regularly streaming though in january of 2018 she has 91.9 thousand 
followers. Her bio is I love fandom, I'm high energy, and my community feels like you're part of the most unexclusive fun club at, of goofballs. She has rules. There are four of them. They're be kind to one another, no harassment of any kind. We keep things family friendly in this community and have fun. So very much like a golden retriever. Like I said, she's very cute. She's very soft. She's very bubbly. She's very kind. Her stream schedule as of right now is Tuesdays at 4 p.m. PST, Thursdays 4 p.m. PST, and Sundays 11.30 a.m. PST. She calls her community the danger zone, just like she is Kelsey Dangerous. Um, her fans are called speedsters. She's also really active recently on TikTok, so definitely look her up there, Kelsey Dangerous. She does a lot of like cosplay stuff. It's very cute, um, very fandomy. A lot of Star Wars stuff, a lot of Harry Potter stuff, etc., etc. She also is big on Instagram, not as much on Twitter, but she does have that. She has appeared in both film and TV. She's been in The Toy Soldiers, All Hallows Eve, It Happened One Valentine's, The Suicide Note, Girlfriends of Christmas Past, etc., etc. She also sings. On her YouTube, you can find different covers with people and with herself, including a cover of I See the Light from Tangled because she's very into Disney. And like I said, she's really into musicals. She's a big Potterhead. She is a Gryffindor, if you were curious of that. She has done many cosplays. Some popular ones are Wonder Woman, which is, I think, her favorite, Supergirl, Poison Ivy, very into Marvel, Bella Goth from The Sims, Wanda from WandaVision is one of her more recent, Harley Quinn, Spider-Gwen, and many more. She's bubbly, energetic, loud, and genuinely doesn't seem like she has a mean or a bad bone in her body. I just want to see her get all the love and success as she takes this very scary leap of faith in herself and you should all go support her if you like kind, energetic gamer girls. And that is Kelsey and I love her. Yes, so. she's awesome. She seems awesome. Go check her out. Okay, so today... Like I said, I'm doing a voice actor. Yes. And he's from one of my favorite shows that I've been watching recently. Yeah, okay, and we need to preface, when we recorded last time, Skylar was dress the part. Yes, yeah, so last week I had an, like a Hawaiian dad tourist shirt on, and so I looked very much like Joe. I even told Brittany how I made a TikTok about how like I took a quiz, and like it was like, you can cherry, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, like that's why I sent for Joe so much is because I can Cherry. And like Cherry and Joe are in love. Even the voice actors are like Cherry and Joe are in love. <laughs> yeah, so I was sitting here thinking I was I can Cherry the whole time and that's why I like Joe so much is because I can Cherry. And then like even my sister was like, well, you can Oikawa from Haikyuu. And like people who can Oikawa, they hate him at first. And then the second time they watch it, they realize they love him. And the reason they hated him is because they kin him. And like, she was like, and people who do that with Oikawa, the same thing happens with Cherry. I was like, that makes sense. And then I got dressed last <laughs> Sunday and I was like, I might need to rethink the way that I kin Cherry because I dressed like Joe without even thinking about it. It was because Brittany had donated a shirt on Saturday and then on Sunday I was like, I'm gonna wear it. And then I was like, I'm literally dressed like Joe right now. So Skylar yeah. likes dad shirts. I love like a short sleeve button down Hawaiian print pattern tourist shirt. Today I dressed like She did fancy, like I said. Taylor yeah. looks good. Thanks. All the girls give her a like. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mother and I'm stressed. <laughs> Yep. 
I told Brittany a story, and as my cool older sister, she's very stressed out and now wants to protect me from everything bad. Young people are stressful. <laughs> I'm young. She covers true crime. I'm just young and gay. <laughs> and, and trusting. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It's good to trust people. No! <laughs> Don't trust anyone, ever. I trust you. Don't! <laughs> Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about Jonah Scott. <laughs> He's a voice actor, and I love him. So, Jonah Michael Scott, born September 8th, 8th, 1993, which makes him a fucking Virgo, of, Kurt, of course, which I've talked about how much I love Virgos. 1983? 1993. Oh, he's younger than me. Yeah, and I was like, in the year of the rooster. And he's also younger than Brittany because she is old. <laughs> So, yeah, he's a Virgo, year of the rooster, and younger than Brittany. <laughs> I hate it here. But he was an American voice actor who grew up in Cincinnati. He attended Western Kentucky University. And I was like, hey, I did not go to WKU. I dropped out of MSU, but it's still like the same state. So I was, <laughs> I was like, that's same. exciting. <laughs> he got his degree in theater and thought he wanted to do Broadway. But like when he got to New York, he realized that was not his scene. And it was too cutthroat for him. Which is, like, fine. Like, some people, like, don't do well with, like, that kind of intense atmosphere. Which, because I probably wouldn't be able to deal with that intense atmosphere. I would absolutely crumble into a million pieces. You know what's fun, though? Both of our people got a degree in theater. Yes! <laughs> but, yeah, now he's based in California, which I, like, assume means he, like, works and lives there in California. Which is what I think based in California yeah, means. <laughs> I would imagine. But yeah, he's actually like a really cool dude and he's done a lot of work. So like, let's go down the characters he's done. So in 2021, he was Daniel in Grimoire, which is a TV series that has been announced. It hasn't, it's not out yet, but it's been announced that he is Daniel in that show. He's Aiden in A Dying Light 2, which is a video game that is currently in post-production. He is Warren in Farfetched, which is a TV series. Tatsu in The Way of the Household, which is, the, or in The Way of the House Husband, which is a TV series. I watched that recently. Did you? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's like he's, it's like a mafia, an ex-mafia member. Yeah, it's, it's great. I so, it. who's Tatsu? The main one. Oh, the, really? The mafia member. Well, that's who Jonah Scott is. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. I, I've only watched it one day. Did you watch the English dub oh. or the sub? I did the English dub. What, so, okay, so you, that was Jonah or Scott th then. Oh, did I? No, I did the English dub. Okay, but wait, I want to make sure that he, that's who Tatsu is. Hold on. A former Yakuza boss. Yeah. Well, that's Jonah yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I watched that recently. It's a Netflix original, right? I don't know. I think so. Um... It was really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was Tatsu in that. Yeah, I binged it one day when Richard was uh, doing house husband stuff. <laughs> I was like, mm, yes. <laughs> Richard is a house husband. He cooks. <laughs> he was grocery shopping, which I refused to do. And the way of the house husband was really funny. I've seen it a lot on TikTok, so I was like, I'm going to watch it. So yeah, watch it. He was also Sniper Mask in Tenku Shinpen, which is the TV series. Yeah, the high rise. <laughs> I love Sniper Mask. Sniper Mask is hot. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> well, Jonah Scott voices him in the English dub. So I approve of two of his anime. <laughs> yep. 
He was Robin Leon, Ciel, and Banjo in Aquadine, which is a video game. He was Willie and additional voices in Attack on Titan. I've not watched Attack on Titan, and I never will watch Attack on Titan. Why? Because my brother made me watch the first episode, and I was like, this is not for me. Oh, that's fair. Okay. It's, fair. A, it's not my kind of show. I don't like the depressing, like, everybody dies, like, everything sucks, the world is falling apart kind of show. That's my sh- <laughs> that's not my thing she won't like sniper mask either <laughs> and he was also joe in skate the infinity who i dressed accidentally dressed up as last week because i was wearing my hawaiian dad shirt which is very much joe from skate the infinity <laughs> and in 2020 he was leos in the divine speaker which is a video game he was courier in akudama drive a tv series he was generic ranger Priv and Randy Get in Wasteland 3, which is also a video game. And he was Sukuma in Gleipnir, which is a TV series. And he was a, an addition he was additional voices in Arte, which is a TV series, and he was also additional voices in Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 7 remake, which is a video game. It's a great video game. And Damon Mills, who voices Cherry, also has a role in um, Final Fantasy 7. What role? I don't remember. Oh. I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. Oh, I fucking love Final Fantasy. Hold on. Yeah, Damon Mills, who voices Cherry in Skate Infinity, who also had a role in um, Beastars, which Jonah Scott is in, which we will get to later. And then he also had a role in Final Fantasy VII with Jonah Scott. So, like, they work together a lot. And then he was also Vlad Nibblesome in Max Gentleman's Sexy Business, which is a video game. That's on my Steam wish list. <laughs> I think it's free. <laughs> and then in 2019, he was Legoshi in Beastars, which is the TV series. He was also a voice in Pokemon Masters, the video game. He was Lahito in Kingen Ashura, which is the TV series. He was Anja in Misery Loves Company, the video game. He was additional voices, male spectators, and male citizens in One Punch Man, the TV series. He was Formaggio in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is the TV series from 2018 to 2019. And he was also Ineo Sergio and Horf in East East Shade, the video game. Okay. And then in 2018, he was Jiria and Thor in Death Battle, the TV series from 2017 to 2018. He was Randolph Orlando in The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, the video game. And he was Floyd Blondie in So This Is Basically, the TV series. In 2017, he was Ambrick, Arnoff the Bright-Eyed, and additional voices in Beyond Skyrim, Bruna, Bruma, the video game. He was also Infocoon in Yandere Simulator Male Rival Intro Video, video okay. short. <laughs> in 2016, he was Damien in Seduce Me 2, the Demon War video game. Okay. In 2015, he <laughs> I was... I may or may not played that. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about it. Keep going. I paid money for that. Keep going. <laughs> In 2015, he was Riku Soma in Yandere Simulator, the video game, and Damien in Seduce Me, the video Shut game. Up. Good guy. <laughs> in 2014, he was also in a Story Without Words, which is a short film. Short film. I'm drunk, guys. 
fine. I play trash video games. (laughs) He was also Count Verandas Ravenwatch in the Elder Scrolls Online video game. And in 2010, he was Herc in Vindictus, the video game. So that was like all his voice acting roles. So he's like been around and done a lot of shit. He also worked in the sound department on a couple of projects as well. He worked on Love Alarm in 2019. Oh. And he was additional voices in the English dub of that show. I didn't watch that, but... Yeah, and I was like, I didn't even know that Love Alarm had an English dub, and I still haven't watched the second... They all do, and I haven't watched the second season. Yeah, I have not watched the second season, because, like, I'm scared. He also worked on sound effects for the video game Valentine Panic in 2017, and he was an ADR, which is an automated dialogue replacement director on the short, short, A Story Without Words, in 2014, Hmm. which he also was a voice actor in. And I looked up what that short was, and it's literally an adaptation of an Aaron slash Jean Attack on Titan modern AU slash reincarnation AU written oh. on AO3 <laughs> by Andrea Phobia that was turned into a non-profit like studio film. Like it was literally like a fan fiction turned into a short film. AO3. I love AO3. I just spend way too much time on AO3. I don't want to talk about it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Jonah Scott played Gene, which is an Attack on Titan character. So yeah, it was literally an Aaron slash Gene fan fiction that was turned into like okay. a short film. And Jonah Scott played Gene. So Jonah Scott also makes YouTube videos and has Twitch streams. His YouTube is Jonah Scott. He also has a channel that is Jonah Scott VODS or Jonah Scott VODs for uncut Twitch reuploads. Go subscribe and his Twitch is Jonah Scoot. So go follow, go follow his Twitch and subscribe if you can. He is really just like, I literally, I love Jonah Scott. He is just like <laughs> such a blessing to this world. He's like the cutest man ever. And he's so Aww. supportive and inclusive and just living his best life. Like he is a, he's just a bisexual dude bringing characters to life with his voice acting. And he loves his girlfriend, Courtney and headcanons that Joe is bi as well. And basically in love with Cherry. Because, like, anytime he has a character, he's just like, they're bi. He's like, because I'm bi. And I'm like, I love that. I love that. Also, his video, Anime Voice Actor Reads Your Thirst Tweets, is, like, the video that made me, like, fall in love with him because he is just so funny and cute. And that video is the reason I decided to watch Skate in the dub because I couldn't decide because, like, Skate the Infinity dub isn't finished yet. Whereas Skate, yeah. the, the sub is. It only has 12 episodes, but the dub at the time, had only had six, I think. Okay. And so I I was like, couldn't decide which one I was going to watch because, like, I watch both anime and sub and dub. It just, like, depends. But then, like, I watched his video and I was like, I have to watch it dubbed because <laughs> I just love him because, like, when you connect to the voice actors, that just makes it even more, like, a much better experience. Like, I don't care if you watch anime strictly subbed. No, if you watch no sh- gatekeeping here. <laughs> if you watch it strictly dubbed, I don't care. I watch them both, and that's fine. If you watch them both or just one or the other, I don't care. I'm just excited to talk about it. Yes. I just want to nerd out with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, once I, like, had fallen in love with Jonah Scott, I was like, I gotta watch it dubbed because he's perfect. And literally, the more I looked into it, all of the voice actors for the English dub of Skate the Infinity are just... Just like they're so perfect yeah and recently which recently was like the day before we recorded last week yeah like so like two weeks ago so like yeah and um 
they did a panel on Twitch. Oh. Because since they can't do like actual panels, they decided to do one on Twitch. And yeah. they just talked about themselves and their characters. And you could just like tell that all of them are such good people. Like, especially um, David Wall, who is voices Adam, um, derogatory, but also voices you, Coach Yukai from Haikyuu respectfully. He's like... Okay. <laughs> that was intense. <laughs> Listen, Adam sucks. <laughs> but he also voiced, co- voiced Coach Yukai in the Haikyuu dub and Adam in the skate dub. But, like... He's great. He is an older gay man who, like, grew up in the 70s and 80s. So, like, for him, being gay was, like, really hard to grow up in that time, especially with the AIDS epidemic. And, like, people being like, oh, if you're gay, you have AIDS. You're going to give us all AIDS just from being around us. So, like, he had to struggle with that. Mm. And then you have... Jonah Scott, who is a bisexual man who's voicing Joe in the dub. And then you have Damon Mills, who is also a gay man, whose voice is Cherry in the dub. And so it's just a very inclusive, like, an LGBTQ plus positive space, which is why I really loved Skate the Infinity, um, especially in the dubbed, because, like, it was just such a good space, like, even... It's just, it's so good. (laughs) Like, they're all such good people. They did that panel, and they just kind of talked about themselves and their characters, and you could just tell that all of them are such good people. Like, they just want to be inclusive and give representation in whatever way they can. Like, Jonah Scott is out there like, yes, my character is bi, and because I'm bi, and like, hell yeah, Joe is a bisexual, (laughs) and like, it's fine. And Adam's voice actor, like I said, David Wall, it's like, yes, I wanted to include non-binary people because there's not a lot of representation. Because, like, one of the lines in the Skate the Infinity, <laughs> Infinity Dub, it was like, because in the sub, it was like, hey, like, everyone. And then, like, in the dub, he was like, hey, bitches and bros and non-binary <laughs> hoes. So, like, even though it's kind of, like, playful, it was still inclusive. Yeah. Because he was like, Adam is just here to have, like, fun. But, like, he also wants to be inclusive because the way Adam's voice actor, David Wall, sees Adam is, like, a, like, theater drag queen. Because when he was growing I up, love that. the only way he had to be himself was to go to, like, clubs and see drag queens who were, like, very theatrical And so when he saw Adam, who dressed, like, very theatrical and had hearts all over his stuff, he was like, yes, theater drag queen. This is what I grew up up with. And that was the only thing that made me feel safe was, like, these drag queens. And so I wanted to portray Adam that way. Which is, like, really cool. Even though Adam in the show, like, canon is kind of, like, creepy. He's, like, a skateboarding Hisoka from Hunter Hunter. I'm like... Hisoka's great, <laughs> but like also the way he's creepy. I know. I get I get it. I know it's wrong. I like Hisoka. Fight me. Like Hisoka is like he's just he's a character and like you kind of have to realize that like their thing with Hisoka and Adam isn't about their age. It's yeah. about their power. So like Hisoka is like obsessed with Gon because Gon is strong. Yes. And Hisoka wants to fight someone with power, even though Gon is only 12. And then, like, with Adam, it's like he wants to skate with someone who's powerful and a good skater, even though Longa is, like, 17 instead of 26. Okay. I mean, I get that. So it's, like, kind of a pedophile vibe, but, like, it's 
it's anime, so you kind of have to realize that it's about the power thing rather than an age thing. It's it, not to say it's right, but it's to say, like, that's where it's coming from. Yeah. But that's sure. kind of what Adam is. He, like, he likes Longa because Longa came out of nowhere, who's a snowboarder and turned out to be, and just was able to skate really well. And then Hisoka's, er, not We're going to have to rant. <laughs> But Adam is just like, he's a good skater. I want to skate yeah. with him. He's going to be my Eve. Because there's like a lot of religious imagery with that too. And also fucking Tadashi. Because apparently Adam and Tadashi are into pet play. Because Tadashi's like, he called me his dog. I have a boner now. <laughs> is basically what happened. Hey. Anyways, if you haven't watched Skate the Infinity, you should. <laughs> but yeah. So, like I said, Adam's VA is like, yes, I want to include non-binary people because there's not a lot of representation. And he sees Adam as like a theater queen at like a drag bar. Because that's what he grew up with and that's where he found comfort. Which is awesome because David Wall, please be my dad. (laughs) (laughs) And Jonah is like, I really want to, I really want to make the dialogue show that Joe and Cherry were basically what Recky and Longa are now. And be like a figure they can look up to and talk to when they need because he's been there before and he knows what it's like um, and what they're going through. And that who they are is completely natural. And like, yes, you have yourself a little boyfriend, but like you're going to fight sometimes, but you love each other. And like this is our little skate family and make sure that Recky and Longa are safe with them. And it's very heavily coded in the entire show that like Joe and Cherry are an older version of Recky and Longa and Recky and Longa who are these teenagers going through all these like confused emotions and hormonal shit that comes with being a teenager and Joe and Cherry are like we've been there like but just let us like you can talk to us if you need to like this is our little found family and like I even tweeted once I was like hold on let me find the fucking tweet Okay. Yeah, I was like, I think the reason I love Skate the Infinity so much is because it's literally just 12 episodes of the found family trope. And as much as I would love to unpack that, all that, parentheses, red, don't want to unpack that at all, close parentheses, we just don't have that kind of time. Because it's literally, like, that's what Skate the Infinity is. It's very much found family. It's just like this older generation of gays versus this younger generation of gays just trying to get through whatever is going on around them. And I think that's really nice to, like, kind of, even though it's not stated explicitly, because a lot of people are like, oh, Skate's queer baiting. Like, they're just queer baiting us. But then... Those people are looking at it from a Western point of view. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Japan, they're, like, kind of trying to, like, get as close as they can without, like, getting banned from television or getting banned from people seeing it. It's kind of like with The Untamed. Yeah. Which I love The Untamed and the book, um, Modao Jushi. Um, in the book, it's canon that they get married like everything like they get married in the book like everything's fine but in the um live action chinese television show they get as close as they can to it without actually explicitly stating it because there's a more you just ruined that for me (laughs) what i'm not you just ruined it i told you that before Well, Rip, I spoiled the entire for Brittany. But anyways, the way that, like, Eastern, like, even though the, like, the 
with the Untamed, the book, they get married. It's canon that they're in love. Like, they actually have a wedding and everything. In the show, the live action show, they couldn't show that because of censorship laws in Asia. Okay. In, like, Eastern Asia. Yeah. Yeah, Northeast, Southwest. Yeah, 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 Eastern Asia. They can't show that. And it's kind of the same with anime. Like, but they're trying their best to get as close as they can. But then then people are like, oh, that's just queer baiting. It's like, it's not queer baiting. It's just, you know, that's just a really Western (laughs) point of view to look at it. Because they're really trying to get as close as they can without getting banned from being able to show LGBTQ relationships. Because that's just the way the fucking world is. Which is why I love Jonah Scott and Damon Mills and David Wall so much. Is because they are getting as close as I can. Especially being a part of the LGBTQ plus community. They are trying to get as close as they can. So that way people feel like they have a safe space a safe space in those characters, you know? But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I get that. So he really wanted to push that narrative home, and which is so special because even if he can't make it canon or whatever, the way he knows how he wants to portray it and can portray it that way, which which with so shows and stuff, even if it's not outright, that that kind of representation and comfort and just real life can really hit home because it makes it all the more real and people can see that in their real life and find comfort in those characters and Jonah knows that and he wanted to make it come off that way and I personally think he did it really well um especially with Joe just because that's kind of the only one I see like I've seen a lot of Jonah Scott like I've seen his YouTube videos his Twitch streams but as far as his roles go I've really only seen Joe but I think Jonah Scott is really good at what he does And, um, which is why last minute I wanted to change my segment to talking about Jonah because just, I think he's a really great person and does his characters really well. And I also wanted to get more representation in where he can, or I just think he does his characters really well. And he also wants to get representation in where he can. And I love that he is committed to doing that. And I also... And I am also all about supporting queer creatives, creators slash creatives. So Jonah Scott, my bisexual dad, I love you and I support you and you're amazing. Yes. And that's my sag. Nice. We love it. We love I love it. Jonah Scott. Yeah. Hey, you are a lot of things I like. I'm drunk again. I love how we were like, we won't get as drunk this time. Skylar's fine. She's fine. I'm fine. She's got a whole bonus episode for herself. I know. A whole boner episode. <laughs> I'm worried. Okay, we're good. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go for next week. Okay, we got literature, and as for the drink, we got Britney's Choice. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> yeah, B is Britney. Oh, okay. It says can't decide question <laughs> Oh, that, I just didn't title the wheel. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Okay, so, literature, that's so exciting. We've never done literature before, so it'll be fun. So, as I take it, we will read a book, or we will talk about a book we've read, so I don't know what Skylar wants to do, but... Do you want me to pick the book? We can talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So, we're We can gonna... talk about it in between segments. Yeah, we got literature. It's going to be a lot like movies. So mm-hmm. we're both gonna either, we're both gonna read a book and we're gonna talk about it. And if you like the movies episode, which I think you did because it's pretty popular actually <laughs> with our fan base as compared to other things, we will do that. I get to pick the drink. 
I don't know what's going to be. Don't so, surprise me. It'll probably be red wine or gin or whiskey. Something that Skylar will just not like. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but we will see you next week. Yes, we will. You can reach us at Sip and Spin Pod on Twitter and Instagram or Sip and Spin Pod at gmail.com. All with the letter N. It's basically just our show title show title with the word <laughs> pod after. Yeah, and Skylar is Gleam YKS. On literally everything. And Brittany is Whimsy Dream or Whimsy Dreams on her stuff. All of our link trees will be in the description below, so just check those out if you want to follow us. Yes, and we thank you so much for listening. This was a trash episode because we've already recorded it once. Yeah, so sorry (laughs) if it was a little boring this time. We tried. We tried to act. We tried to be engaged. Um, Tried to banter. But literature is exciting. I think we're both excited for it. I definitely am. And, we and if you want to check out more literature, check out Brittany's other podcast at It's Lit, parentheses, Achur. <laughs> um, and that's her other podcast where she only does books. It's just books, but we're going to do books here. And we can't wait to sip with you next time. Ugh. <laughs> I can't believe I even said it last time. I'm not doing it again. Bye. Bye. Bye.